If man is still alive If woman can survive They may fall Hello and welcome back to Enter the Asylum, a podcast where two brothers try and watch a ton of asylum films and uh, try and complete the epic Leg Scott arc that is, uh, I don't know, the conclusion here. This episode, we did it. Hey, we, we finished Lake Scott films. Watched all of the Lake Scott films. Uh, I'm your uh, transmorphing host, Benjamin. I'm your intellectual property skirting, uh, uh, barely uh, around lawsuit uh, potential, John. That's it's a uh, is that legal actually? How transmorpher it's, is that too close? It seems barely legal like it's so close i do uh i do owe you apology john it was absolutely 100 percent kodiak <laughs> it was a kodiak well i will give you credit because you played the clip back and um she initially says grizzly bear and then the guy corrects her to a kodiak so i've forgotten that part that they'd even mentioned the word grizzly bear so i feel like we were both right on that one Oh, still though, it was absolutely a dead Kodiak bear, despite the fact we never see the Kodiak bear. Even then, yeah. does it make sense that the Kodiak bear is in Wisconsin more so than a grizzly bear being in Wisconsin? It's like I said, it's the scene from Jaws where they've captured the regular sized great white, and they're like, "We did it, we caught the monster," and and the scientist is going, "No, sure, sure, no. sure. but that but they couldn't even the like fact why is a Kodiak bear in Wisconsin, right? <laughs> Whatever." Well, it's like it's a Jaws. It doesn't explain why there's a great white in. Um, oh, where is that? Uh, um, um, it's not Martha's Vineyard. It's um, oh, who cares? A- Am- Amity, Amity Island. That's where it is. Mm. So yeah, this is the uh, final Leg Scott film that he made for the asylum. Final one, not Written his final movie ever. Um, he oh no, did a, he did a, he did a few other things post asylum, including. Um, uh, one called um, he wrote and directed a movie called Piranha Sharks, which is clearly trying to cash in on Sharknado. Mm, like you think? the the he, take a look at the poster and tell me he's not ripping off Sharknado. Well, in fact, I saw that I saw that poster and I was like, oh, he did do an asylum film. Wait, no, he didn't. He just used the asylum tactic against the asylum. You're looking up the wow, poster. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, fucking God. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, I oh, looked at that Jesus. and was like, oh, wow. He did. Oh, he actually did do another Asylum film. No, he did not. Piranha Sharks. Not. People love sharks is the, the... It's the tagline, yes. Wow. Holy God. Oh. People fucking love sharks. Um, That's embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, yeah, poor guy. Um, and that seems to be the last, like, actual movie he's successfully made um so he did do a few other things after transformers but the um the quantity of production definitely takes a steep drop after transmorphers and definitely he doesn't do anything with the asylum after that of course it's always the baron trump adventures the never to be released film. <laughs> the never to be released film um Along oh. with his, along with his April Fool joke film, Antifa, Black Block Rising, um, probably a bunch of other stuff. Maybe he'll do a documentary about his failed Senate run. That'd actually be kind of interesting. No, he's um, probably embarrassed, or maybe he thinks he actually did very good. Um, but the yeah, reason trans- he wasn't, he didn't get he. The reason he didn't get elected, John, is because of the libtards. Yes. that run Hollywood. Right in California. Why would you run as anything other than a Democrat in California? Um, but yeah, Transmorphers up there with snakes on a train as like the most transparent mm. uh, um, copycat like film out there, basically. Just like so. Asylum has op- a couple others that um that vary for sure that no one talks about. That, but these are the, but those are the two those are the two that everyone mentions as examples snakes on the train and transmorphers and especially transmorphers mm. isn't like. there a film that's literally just the tr- the terminators probably but yeah i 
I, 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 yes, is... you're right. Yes, there is. <laughs> but I don't see. I don't hear that one used as an example. No, as much. it's just less well known. Speaking of Terminator, this movie feels like a combination of like The Matrix, Terminator. Not really Transformers. Like yes, there's robots. A um, little you bit got Independence a little... Day. Independence Day, I was gonna say, um, and um, just throw in some fucking androids while you're at mm. it. I, that's kind of the Terminator bit. So yeah, Terminator, Independence Day, and fuck, what was the other one I mentioned? Matrix. Yes. What's really sad here is the Prana Sharks thing. Is he constantly attempts to uh, reference that he used to work at the asylum. Despite the fact that, I mean, that was so long ago compared to his current projects that it shouldn't even matter. By the time Piranha Sharks came out, he it would have been seven years since he worked with the Asylum. More. Almost ten. This, la- this, la- this is his last film, which is 2007. Oh, 2007? I thought this was 2009. No. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah. T- then, then um, yeah. Closer to ten years, yeah. you're right. <laughs> And he, co- he course referenced he's worth the asylum for the uh, Baron Trump Kickstarter he did. Right. It's just one claim to fame. Ugh. Anywho. Well, I guess we should get in this film, I suppose. Do, I guess. <laughs> I suppose so. I suppose. Actually, the funny thing about this film is that the first, like, I'd say 15 seconds are, like, it's just title, um, and then mm some cgi shots of outer space and i was like oh this actually looks kind of decent and then yeah and then yeah then the movie starts and then the movie starts uh that's a goddamn spy kids ass intro too (laughs) oh yeah this just like the asylum presents a lay scott film and then robot arm what's well, not robot arm it's sort of a i don't know how you describe it robot it's like iconography a, it's it's a machine that like pops out it goes like and it turns to like tra and then it's it shoot and that part shoots out and this morph furs um and then a little shiny and then it's a shot of outer space yeah in 2009 they discovered a new planet full of life uh they then immediately proceed to try and contact it, which then caused the aliens on the planet to send out a bunch of tiny space balls. Not being confused with space balls. Not, not the not the wonderful <laughs> movie space balls. That would have been great if they sent space balls. A bunch like of DVD just a million copies. copies of space balls. Um, <clears throat> that's Bre- that's Rhett Giles doing the uh, the Yeah, the last time right? we hear of him. Is, we is never heard from la- Rhett Giles again. This is his last asylum film. Mm, it's a lot of last people's asylum films actually. Well, because he was a lay Scott yeah. guy. Uh, boy, oh real boy. tragic. We're losing a lot of people in this film. He's not even really in this film. No. He's, this is this <laughs> the is narrator. It, just the narrate, narrator. What's the last Rick Guys film? Uh, shit. Oh, like period. Beside, like, oh, you mean the, of that, that that he actually appears last, in? Yeah, the last one we saw. <laughs> oh God, I don't know. It's been like a month since we recorded one of these, so um, I don't know. Dragon is he in that one? Is he, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think he is I in forgot. Dragon. No, you're right. He's not. Well, what is he in? Um, oh crap. Boy, I don't remember. But War of the Worlds was his first one, right? Uh, I guess technically, yeah. Okay, so he didn't like write and direct that though. No, no. I mean, I mean, I'm talking about Red Giles. Oh, Red Giles. Yes, I think so. Or Gills. I don't know how you say his name. I'm not sure. I always said Gills, but I'm pretty sure it must be Guile. I think that just yeah, makes who sense. Knows. <clears throat> he, but yeah, War of the Rilds to Transmorphers. It was, a, it was a good run. And of course, Jeff Denton is also his last film. He's the... He's not... I didn't see him in the credits, weirdly enough, but I'm like, I know that's Jeff Denton. <laughs> it's sad, really. <laughs> Like Scott it's lost interest in Jeff Denton. It's like that's it. It's it's the uh, well, no, I, I think it's just that he was part of Lay Scott's little staple of actors, and once Lay Scott left, these guys went with him. What's fascinating is Jeff Denton filmed all of his scenes in the same day, according to IMDb. Oh, shocker! <laughs> you don't say. I, no, I'll I'll do you one better. I I would bet that he shot all of his scenes in one hour. <laughs> 
<laughs> just get me out of this thing as soon as possible. There, he's in one room for the entire movie. Um. Anyway, so oh the right, spaceballs. Right, uh, Red Kills was in the apocalypse, of course. Oh, Fuck. was that the last one we did? <laughs> yeah, that was the Christian minute? one, of course. Okay. Well, wait, was it Rick Giles in the last one we did? Was it? I mean, not Rick Giles. Uh, Jeff uh, Denton. Um, Jeff Denton. Right. Now I'm getting them mixed up. That's all right. That's right. That's right. Rick Giles was in the apocalypse. That's the last one we did with him, and then the last Jeff Denton. Besides this, but the last like real Jeff Denton starring role was Beast of. Technically, Ray the Hitchhiker, Road. I guess. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. we we flipped those in terms of the timeline, but whatever. Okay. So, <laughs> the so, timeline, if, if it's all connected. So Hitchhiker, okay. Yeah. That's a, that's a good note to go out on. Jeez. Ugh. Um, well, hey, now, there's this film, too, though, John. We really did We really did Jeff Denton a, a service by doing Beast of Bray Road uh, uh, yeah. after Hitchhiker. That would have been a dark ending. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we did. We, it was. We all know that Beast by Bro is, of course, the the prequel to Hitchhiker, obviously. So obviously, obviously, we cracked the code on that one. Uh, so anyway, this film, aliens, they send the space balls. The space balls crash on Earth. Ninety-seven like percent of the population dies. There's an absurd number of them. There's like like thousands of them coming to Earth, and then they. Um, and then you see, I have a shot of Chicago, and it's um, it's basically a ripoff of Armageddon when the um, or no, it's a Deep Impact when oh, the no. uh, when the meteor shower. What's no, the sorry, it's Armageddon. Of those two films it's, again? Uh, Armageddon is the fun one with Bruce Willis where they go to the asteroid to drill a hole into it and blow it up, and Deep Impact is the boring one with Morgan Freeman as the Black President, um, where it's just kind of. Uh, it, it takes itself too seriously, and it's mm. not fun. Um, but I think Armageddon is the one with the meteor shower. It hits Manhattan, and there's like there's like a meteor that punches through the Pan Am building, or no, now it's the the MetLife building, and into Grand Central Station, and all that. So this is this one shot's kind of a ripoff of that, where like a meteor. No, or one of these space ball rat space balls hits the Sears Tower, punches through it, and they're crashing into the loop in Chicago. I'd say for this intro, just imagine like a sort of early or mid to late nineties video game intro with the sort of yes. CGI graphics. Yes. And then you actually see one of these like robots and it's like, Oh, this is not the good Well, that was the funny thing, it's like when it was like like kind of far away, it was like, Oh, CGI for this is okay you know nothing great but you know it's adequate and then you saw with the robots it was just like ah fuck after the structure of the earth the 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 dwellers entered vault 13 never to Um, leave again so right you mentioned they changed the weather so that um it's just it's it's always it's dark Mm. it's it's you can never block the the sun yeah they block the sun with the evil magic clouds i don't know what purpose that serves i don't know i guess it's robot fart gas or something who cares <laughs> i assume robot fart gas uh, it's everywhere it does get everywhere um yeah they just kind of throw that in there and it's sort of like but why though it like we don't actually ever give a reasoning for the robots doing anything they do in this film true they don't have true a, we yeah, don't, yeah there's no there's no no motivation is given for them to invade. Like War of the Worlds, it's like there's a motivation given for them to invade, and they start changing the climate. You could argue the, the robots the are doing this in this one too, but even then, this making sense because the robots. Though I guess right. we'll find out more about we'll what they find are later, out more, a yeah. little bit about that. But yeah, still no motivation, no nothing. And uh, so after every, so ninety seven, the population's gone. They've hit a giant city. Uh, Earth is no longer a thing. It's raining. It just rains all the time up there. It just rains all the time. It's always lightning. It looks like strobe lights above ground. It's basically, I guess, the rest of the Blade Runner world, I suppose. Yeah, I I guess. Uh, And then we could probably, some of the worst credits we've seen yet, which just, it's just black background white text. They're just, they're just, they're just names like appearing on this, on a black screen for like a few seconds. Which is weird considering how a little bit ago we saw the wacky Transmorphers logo transmorphing before our eyes. And this one, it's just, it's boring. It's disappointing. At at no point does someone use the word or say transmorphing or transmorphers. It's not a real word though. (laughs) 
to be honest. <laughs> but it's a fictional universe, so you could just say, like, yeah, this is the term they came up with for mm. when the robots do the thing. But John, when I just transform, they... though, John, that's what they're it's doing, they, though. They always call the robots... They always call the robots tinheads. Yeah, or other like that's a, like that's an epic insults. insult. Tinheads, and they say that over and over again. It's like that's the best you could come up uh, with. All the time, yeah. It's their one in good insult. <laughs> so anyway, they're good. they're all under they're all in an underground city. That in the uh, yeah, we, we see we see some sci-fi visuals of the city. I guess it holds thirty percent of the one that gets repeated. population. We get no, we get we get one shot. We get one shot, and it's going to be used like six or seven times. I gotta say that probably was an expense. It was probably an expensive shot to to design. It's I vaguely very impressive. Much doubt it. It's really not <laughs> full of it's, T-posing it cars. It looks like it. It looks like an Epcot ball in the middle of the screen, and then you see a little monorail in the back, and then like. There's like a bunch of lights, and that's and there's like some like crane-looking machinery, and that's it. Mm. We don't ever really see much of the city at all, at all. No, <laughs> actually, no, at that's all. it. At all, at all. That is it. That is it. That is the only shot you see of the Presumably city. it holds. I mean, three percent of the population is still pretty massive. It's like seven billion. Three percent of seven. Well, we don't know if this is pretty. the. We don't know if this is the only city. I guess we're to assume as such. I guess we're just considering that they have what they implies they have like visuals of the entire Earth. It's weird. It doesn't make sense. This uh, radar (laughs) shot that they keep cutting to. Yeah, no, none of it makes any sense. So yeah, the girl she's monitoring the radar. Jeff Denon suddenly appears. Uh, All according to this in one day. He's captain of the. He's captain of the radar or something like that, because this is the only room he shows up in. Well, and then to they're to really spooked because the robots are advancing on their position, and they haven't done that for right. uh, hundreds of years. Th- this is another thing that bothered me. Like they don't know anything about the robots, and no. they've been underground for hundreds. I guess of it's, it's three hundred, right? Is the name they give. Something like that, but like even if it was only one hundred, it's like you've been down there for a hundred years, and you haven't even captured one of these things. You haven't like figured out what's inside. You well, John, they can't do that any. because if they do, the robots will find their position and kill them. Like at no point during the big war, during the big invasion, did someone manage to capture a robot and find out what's inside of it? No, nah, because ninety-seven percent of the population died. John, <laughs> were you paying attention? The world immediately ended because the space balls. Immediately, we have to we have to hurry up to the to the this future city. Uh, Jeff believes the robots are about attack, so then he rushes to go tell the military, and then the science guild pops up and is like, "We really gotta kill them all, and we I want you to do it, military." And they're like, "How dare you do this to us?" So much of this movie is about the politics of this city, and I could well, not. Non-existent give a politics. Shit. It's they spent so much time on this. The problem: the politics aren't even fleshed out enough to for them to make sense. There's a bunch no. of factions in this like city, but they don't really give details for any of them. So it's there's like, a bunch of factions, uh, yeah. Like there's the science skill, and then there's the military leaders, and then there was some sort of like rev, like uh, rebel, uh, rebel revolutionary yeah. force that tried to do uh, a coup on the or something, and that their leaders were locked up five years mm. ago. No one's, give, no one's given any motivation, reasoning. Yeah, or like what purpose. was the what what was the purpose of the revolution? What was it supposed to accomplish? We don't know. It's it was to just a revolution. Something. That's all you need to know. That was, that's all you need to know. Was the the this guy was a, he was a rebel. That's all you need to know. He was a rebel. So the military is forced to send out a suicide team to go find out what the robots are doing. Pretty much, that's, we ne- they never really explain what they're planning to do when they get outside to fight the robots. Just yeah, recon, I guess. No, 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 no. They 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 explain in in excruciating detail. They 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 have that little magnetic trap thing. Their idea is they're gonna capture one of the robots and um and bring and like yeah they're they're gonna capture one of the robots and 
and that's it. Of course, they call this team Blackthorn. What 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 a weird oh, name to call fuck. it. Fuck. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. What could that be in reference to? <laughs> nothing actually. It's a reference to nothing. It's literally a reference to nothing. <laughs> it's a self-contained reference. Lay Scott did something quite remarkable. He he created a reference that exists only as a reference to reference. Uh, a crack team of ten people have to go up, uh, including uh, that one actor who played uh, Dracula in Dracula Re- uh, Reborn or whatever that film's called. Right. Something like that. That great actor. Uh, Dracula, Dracula, the rebirthening. <laughs> the rebirthening. That's kind of nasty, actually. Rebirthing is yes. kind of a gross sounding name. Uh, the leader, the commander. It's like, don't worry, when we go up there, the robots don't care about them. They think we're a nuisance, so it should be a big deal. Right. They then proceed to head out into the thunderstorm, and they're going to try and capture the robot. They start hearing a bunch of spooky noises. They obviously used one location for all their outdoor shoots. It's this, like, it's this building that's, like, made out of concrete Mm. that's, like, half destroyed. It's, like, a bunch of concrete slabs lying around. Um... And they just have like rain machines, and they have like lightning effects, which are Holy so shit, frequent. Too, it looks many, like too many lightning flashes. Light. Too many lightning flashes. There are t- especially in this scene, there are like in the later ones they tone it down a little bit, but for this scene, that thing Ten is per constantly minute, yeah. going off. Yeah, it's it actually like started to hurt my eyes a little bit. And suddenly, like this one guy starts wobbling his head. And he's like having a stroke or something. <laughs> and he's bleeding from the nose. Yeah, it's like oh no, the the ro- the robots—they're hacking their brains. Oh they no, have a brain scan, which they briefly mentioned before they go outside, is like, what if the robots do a brain scan? They're like, we have no evidence of that. We don't we don't think they can do that. We don't tell and, you about oh, gosh, the brain sure scans enough. either. Yeah, that's the robot attack, the, of course. What's the purpose of the brain scans? What do the brain scans do? I assume they scan the brain and hack it. I, I'm assuming hacking the brain is. But they don't do anything like they don't come under well, after control all, or right? anything the real difference what's the difference between a brain and a computer you know it's all just a bunch of electrical impulses and <laughs> it's neurons all it's all firing. just one thing but what do, but like when you hack a computer there's a reason why you hack it there's a thing you have in mind of what you're gonna well, do john the it. robots the robots they're they're uh they're like powers are beyond our comprehension john we don't know why their brain's getting maybe they're trying to communicate with us john oh shit right Think of right. think of the sci-fi lore we're presenting to us. Oh man! <laughs> so the captain's like, "Ah shit!" The robot's attacking. He just takes out two huge guns, starts shooting in the air, like bang, Rambo style. Presumably, he hits nothing because he's shooting into the air. Uh, and there are all these like little like all the they're not bullets. They're these little like plasma, flash. Yeah. These these little yeah plasma bolts. Lasers that yeah and lasers and whatnot and the cuts. Uh, the, the editing is so rapid and uh, the cuts are so quick that I really, in every single fight scene, I had a really hard time following what was going on. Oh, let it's, alone it's probably like some of the worst. <laughs> it's by some of the worst. It doesn't like uh, it doesn't help that a, it doesn't thing. help that a lot of the fight shots are like of the people uh, that we're supposed to care about hmm. are from far away and everyone is wearing the exact same outfit. And, like, all the women have the exact same hairstyle, mm-hmm. and all the dudes look kind of similar. Mm-hmm. So you don't know who is doing what or who is getting killed and the, or and anything. At the end of the day, it doesn't even really matter, though, because these people all have, like, yeah. maybe three scenes each. Yeah. There's too many characters in this film. It doesn't need to be. There is so much goddamn filler in this movie. And, like, you know, especially after this fight scene... Half of the movie is filler, just putting mm. off, doing another CGI, like, above-ground <laughs> fight for as long as possible. Yeah, so Blackthorn, uh, the commander of Blackthorn is like, oh shit, we gotta we send up backup, we gotta need a strike team, we gotta need to get air, air support. And commander's like, no, we can't do it because we know the robots know our location, so we gotta let them all to die. And then and the robots have hacked their communications, so they're like, okay, cut off communication, so they can't get in. And they abandon the so, squad. And that's it. And then the commander's like, 
then yells at Jeff Denton, like, get the latest people, latest soldiers who are up for promotion, and then leaves. And then Jeff Denton's like, after after she leaves, he, he's After he the says, doors close, it's, yes, sir. So it's, it's pretty much like this wait time right here. Yes, sir. It's about that long. Much. Yeah, yeah. After the door closes, to be clear. Uh, we then cut to an, like a another meeting thing, where it's a bunch of like commanders or whatever. And the, one of the officers suggests that they get Warren Mitchell, which is probably like, one like he's the Warren Mitchell is the I forgot, rebel I commander. His name. Warren Mitchell, <laughs> which is Jeez. one of the worst names I think for your your uh your big sort of like super I had soldier forgotten. guy. I had forgotten his name to be honest. Um, in fact, I've forgotten everyone's name except for Itchy. I remember mm. Itchy. Warren Mitchell uh, sounds like something you'd see on like maybe some sort of lawyer firm. It's like War- yeah, exactly, I was, I was, that's exactly what I was gonna say. I was exactly gonna go with like he sounds like an attorney at law. Yeah, I'm Warren Mitchell, and I will fight for you. <laughs> I guess he does Mitchell. do that though. It's it's all metaphorical, you know. Mitchell. Uh, Warren Mitchell's apparently big crazy. He's super crazy. Uh, we see Lake well, Scott, that, that, that... the actor in the background. Lake Scott, you know, oh, famous right. actor Lake Scott. He's in the exactly background. He, he doesn't even say anything, actually. He doesn't say anything, and I. this is like one of the few, like only times we see him, I think. He looks confused, too. <laughs> He's just there. Um, he, for, he forgot the plot. But yeah, the, the, uh, the woman who's advocating releasing Warren Mitchell seems a bit crazy oh uh, she's a uh, she's shaley scott actually oh really yeah. oh shit i didn't know that uh also um, her last role for obvious reasons but, but she's yeah. definitely played as kind of like she's like ooh, she's a wild rebellious lady and like permission you know, to ooh. kick ass and take names yeah basically <laughs> that she's that character type that's not a direct quote from her no but like it might have been like, but it, yeah i mean <laughs> might as well have been um, but what's funny is like she is like so basically Warren Mitchell was like the leader of this revolution. Fuck, Warren or Mitchell, God he was <laughs> so he was pull- <laughs> no, it's not a revolutionary name. I'm sorry. Um, and he was put in in uh, uh, the free in the freeze, the cryogenic freeze for five years ago uh, for leading crimes, this revolution. Yeah. And. But this woman is, like, openly advocating for, like, him and stuff, which implies that she was part of this revolution, which then begs the question, why wasn't she put in the freezer? I assume it's people who act... I'm assuming there was some sort of coup that happened or attempted, and people I who were actively involved. I don't know. We have, we have to assume all this, because all we know is he was part of this revolution. Now, important thing, too, is that this is a really down. tight-knit military group, by the way. It's, oh, it's God, very clearly. small, and everyone knows each other. Everyone knows each other, and they have like pretty much like no, um, uh, like uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? They they do not follow orders. Mm. They have no uh, discipline. That's the word I'm looking for. They yeah. have no discipline whatsoever. They're all like you know like cracking jokes and making little like snide remarks constantly like these people have no discipline whatsoever when are we gonna get out of this chicken shit outfit basically yeah <laughs> but but it's it's like if you had that character everyone's that character but everyone was that character <laughs> which makes that character not wrong so they, they agreed to release warren mitchell from the uh cryo phase cryo freeze uh he's a huge edgelord Oh God! Yes. It was like you released me from my prison. Uh, when you're in crowd freeze, you have a single dream. I dreamt of sun and and light and green, and you brought me back to a dark you are blue putting hues and sadness. Way, you are putting way too much emotion into his acting. That's here, not. That that's impression. nothing new, John. You you have put way too much into that. He he is he is way blander than that. But of course, he's an edge lord. His name is mm. Warren Mitchell. <laughs> the famous edge lords. When you have such a boring name like that, I mean, you have to, like, you know, like, like go Edge. Yeah, I mean, you don't really have much more personality besides that, you know? Yeah, yeah. No wonder. Maybe he rebelled because people constantly made fun of his name. I don't know. <laughs> the futuristic name of Warren Mitchell. <laughs> Everyone has a bunch of really weird, dumb names, too. Like, such as... 
Let me just go down. Uh, Karina Nadir, Xandra Lux, Van Rayberg. I I swear, God, none of these names were mentioned. No one at any no. point said these names. The chairman. Okay, the chairman. Yes, that that was that was the title. That was. And the then there's just Warren Mitchell. Captain. It's so it's so out of out of place compared to these other future names. People refer to each other as like captain or commander or lieutenant, or then in an itchy, sir. It, sir. Itchy, itchy was the only name I remembered. He, because he was the only one who was actually referred to by that name. And after that, okay, so uh, Sonic's Freedom Fighters versus <laughs> the Warren Mitchell Squad. Who wins? Yep. <laughs> I mean, this actually that's an era famous. Uh, this film was this whole film was super inspired by Sonic's Freedom Fighters, right? I believe For that. Sure. I believe that. It's got that like post-apocalyptic it's a bunch vibe. Of, like, yeah, fighting robots. You fighting know? robots. Yeah, this is this is if it, yeah if Eggman took over the Earth. Um. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, you're right. You're right. This uh, is Sonic's Freedom Fighters. Anywho. So. Warren is like you gotta release Itchy, who's my fellow you know companion uh and they do because yeah that's the plot of the film so Warren mitchell's unfrozen itchy isn't frozen uh they're it, they basically give his them, companion yeah they do some sort of obnoxious sort of like things they're going around talking to people who they known they knew mm-hmm. the commanders married uh warren's previous girlfriend slash wife I think just girlfriend, yeah. So that happened. They're both married, so this awkwardness there. And then Itchy has so, some other girl that he likes, and it's like, who really cares about this? Yeah. No, it's it's amazing. It, asylum films, and especially Lay Scott films, have this remarkable thing where they really insist on showing you so much about the characters, as if you give two shits about these characters. Mm. Like... They obviously do not care about these characters. They obviously just want to get to like the fight scenes and whatnot, but they don't have the money for the CGI, so they have to put up the fight scenes and just do filler with these characters, but they can't be bothered to actually create a character whose name I can goddamn remember. No. Again, because each of these characters get maybe about four or five scenes each in the entire <sighs> film. They get so much dialogue. And like I said, half of this movie is just dialogue shot in the same three rooms to like hold off the big CGI fight scenes in, in the last half of the movie. Yeah, so Warren briefs with the commander, which doesn't really go anywhere. And then Mitchell's then given a bunch of members, like a bunch of Mitchell. teenage... Yeah, what? I just said Mitchell. Oh. <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing the mystery science theory thing. Uh, he he's then given a bunch of I guess teenagers who are all supposed to help him fight in his suicide mission. Right. Uh, he hates all of them. He, he he beats him up. Yeah. He's like, well, first off, he asks one to hit him, and he's like, but commander, and then he punches him in the stomach. He goes, ooh, and he's like, now you always gotta execute your uh, your plans, and you always gotta follow my orders. It's like now first fight rule. Me. It's like don't don't hesitate. Now punch. Now hit me, and then other person like like tries to hit him and misses, and then he knocks him down. And it's like second lesson: execution. Your execution must be good. Now all of you hit me, and he just beats him. It's an up. epic, horrible choreographed fight scene, but also epic. Uh, it's all, they're yeah. all fighting. They're sort they sort of just like it's a bunch of it's a bunch of quick around, and people are falling on the floor. It's a bunch of quick cuts and like yeah, it's like very blurry. <laughs> films just a bunch of quick yeah. cuts don't look at it too long please don't look at it too long please don't look at it one of the girls is a girl who is able to um like i guess uh, you know metaphorically kill I, mitchell actually ma- i managed just to uh uh land a hit yeah, yeah. So like, and then itchy's like oh show off Despite the fact that you know that's kind of the point of this whole test was season yeah. one, but whatever. He has a he has a bunch of nonsensical comments where like he says something and it's like that didn't make any sense. Everyone leaves except the girl who gets to go along with the suicide mission. 
yeah, she's she's a good soldier. So Mitchell and Itch are like, God damn it! They gave us a bunch of like chumps, a bunch of teenagers, a bunch of kids. Yeah, and she's like, Well, hey now, don't go too crazy here, because that's why we got like you know rest in the first place was because of your rebellious attitude. <laughs> and then Mitchell gave out the best line ever, which is, Itchy, don't you remember? Orders were made to be eaten before the main course. That doesn't make any doesn't sense. Make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. I, I... <laughs> it, it's what? like there, there's a semblance of a fun saying there, but it doesn't make any Orders sense. Orders are made to be eaten before the main course. It really makes no sense. The implication, I guess, is just, you know, break rules, but I don't, I don't know. What? Uh, rules were uh, it, it's a way. It's just another way of saying rules were made to be broken. Yeah. Why not say that? Why not just say that? I don't know. The but they need to fucked. have some kind of. But they needed to have some kind of like fun little like. Oh, see, these guys have really like bonded. Like, see, they have their own fun little lingo. So they came up with a completely nonsensical yeah, line for them to say. Because you know these guys are bros, and they make little thing, make little jokes and references. Except this is the last time we see them interact like this. That's true. This, this is the first, so. <laughs> last, and only time we see them interact like real friends. Uh, we then get a new group of losers, but they're supposed to be cool guys now, despite the fact that they they, they actually look even bigger losers than the previous group. So whatever. They they really do. <laughs> Everyone has wacky, crazy future head stu- head you know fashion design. Yeah. And uh, these are supposed to be like the really rebellious soldiers, I guess. But this is all secret now. This is a secret group of people who is not supposed to even be here. Uh, then there's a uh, scientist who uh, and uh, tells them to uh, hack you know, the field uh, cell the, to uh, uh, turn uh, the, uh, uh, off. Uh, so you see the uh, robots are uh, powered by uh, these uh, uh, fuel cells. And it's weird uh, how screen, much screen time this guy gets, by the way. <laughs> he, this, he comes back a lot. Obviously doing a Jeff Goldblum. Mm. Like, that's obviously what this character is. And he has this strange woman with him who, like, everyone in this city-based civilization, whatever, three 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 rooms, mm-hmm. uh, actually, are all wearing these, like, leather-like outfits. Like, they're... Well, they're all, like, T-shirts with leather jackets, basically. They're all, like, black leather jackets, basically. And then this woman who's with the scientist guy is wearing this, like silvery like gown like not a gown it's like a like a skirt almost it's like meant to look like vaguely futuristic and she has like red hair um she looks a little bit like the person from um fuck what was it was that bruce willis movie um the fifth element yeah the fifth element she looks a little bit like the like the like the chick from the fifth element um Maybe that implies yeah. that's what the rest of like the, you know the normal non-soldier people wear. That's maybe that's what the rest of humanity wears in the future city. Maybe, I don't know. but yeah, we don't see anyone else. We don't <laughs> see a city for for crying out loud. So, so they leave. They have the the plan is to hack the robots to turn them off. Uh, Mitchell's old girlfriend and current wife to the commander wants to join them, and so he, they do. Yeah. And then we cut to like a barracks for the woman barracks side, and then and they get to a cat fight. The girls who are not going on the suicide mission are like, "We're gonna steal your stuff because you're gonna die." And it's like, "How dare you?" And then they start fighting each other, and it's like, "Whoa, cat fight! Oh, isn't it sexy? They're fighting! Wow!" It, I like watching the scene. I was like, "Wait, why are they fighting?" This Lake's because Lake Scott needs to, you know, she needs to have. Lake Scott, Scott needs to get his fetish in there somehow, okay? He needs to have the, the tough ladies fetish. Let's be honest, though. I, I mean, you know, basically. He really likes physical, violent sex stuff compared to his... Oh, his, all his previous films show that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's kind of gross. Anywho. Uh, yeah, who cares about this cat fight? I don't know. <laughs> Does he even uh, resolve uh, or solve anything? Because none of the people it, they fight even want to change their because mind. They're, because they're fighting over nothing. They're like literally nothing. We then cut to the bar where all the the cool losers are drinking, mm-hmm. and then the scientist reveals this is the assistant girl we were talking about earlier is actually an android. Mm-hmm. 
And that causes everyone in the bar to leave because of the implications. They're like, what? She's a robot. <laughs> also the implications. Uh, but Itchy's into it. Itchy's <laughs> very into it. It's like, whoa, he, can he, I get he, one of them he, uh, robots too? Whoa. Yeah, he basically asked the scientist to make him a sex robot. And the, and the scientist is into it too. He's like, okay. <laughs> I'm uh, into uh, it. Uh, okay. That sounds great. They're both robo-sexuals. Uh, so they finally leave. The whole group finally leaves, and they're going to plan their attack. This is the up end like of conversation. 30 minutes, basically. And yes, like, finally we're at the end of conversation, so we can get on with the movie. And I'll be honest, I want to go back to conversations after I watch this part. Because <laughs> this is some of the worst like action stuff we've seen yet. This is really bad. You can't see anything what's happening. It's constantly flicking. All the characters look the exact same, so you don't know what's who's doing who. It's 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 uh it's bad. It's bad. It's a it's a it's a nightmare of of editing and and bad choreography. Yeah, they start fighting the robots, and the robots are like winning. I think maybe I don't know. I, it's impossible to follow what's going. And on. And they're winning now, and the robots show up in the attack, and then when the dudes are able to kick a robot off him, despite the fact that they're like a million tons, but whatever. And also, I mean, the size di- keeps changing because, like, especially in that shot when he kicks the robot off, because at first I thought, like, looking at these, I'm like, oh, these robots are, like, 20 to, 20, yeah. like, 30 feet high. And then it, like, it, it, it pins him down, and then, like, and it seems like it's huge. And then he just kicks it off, and it, and then for a second it's like, oh, they're they're human size. But then they go back, and it's like, no, they're giants. Yeah, Itchy then throws a frisbee that it blows up, and it kills robots, and some it's people like die, a... I think. I think some people die at this point. I don't know who does and who doesn't. Uh, they die, I so guess. Yeah, some people die. They, 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 it's, there's characters to, like, give little death tolls. Um, like, God but... damn it. M- Billy died. And it's like, who is Billy? Only I don't ten know. Of, there's only ten of us left. Uh... Mitchell's team then gets a robot to hack. And then uh, Mitchell's like, we we got to save uh, one of the girls. I think it's his girlfriend who got caught somewhere, I think, maybe. I think it's his old girlfriend. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And then we find out that one of the robots has fleshy bits. And then it's like, oh right. my god, maybe they're the real aliens, not robots. That's it. So yeah, so they they crack it open, and there's like, and then there's like blood vessels and biological parts bits, in yeah. the robots, and they're like, what the hell? And they're and they go like, oh, all this time we thought the robots have been sent by an alien race. They are the alien. Now race. to be fair, that's a huge assumption because uh, nothing really changes the fact they could still be robots sent by the alien race. And again, it's been three hundred mm-hmm, years mm-hmm. since these things invaded, and they are only just finding this out. Yeah, pretty much. It took it took like ten dorks with guns to go out and figure this out after three hundred years. So they take the robot back. They have some more fun fight scenes. They're able to rescue uh, the crazy girl and I think the girlfriend, and they there's they're okay. Mitchell also gets saved. I think he gets caught at some point. Who cares? Whatever. They all get back to the. They bring the, the robot base. back. They're like, okay, we gotta dissect this robot to find out how to hack it. And then the commander's mm-hmm. like, how dare you bring the robot back? Now they're gonna find out our location. Because it's got a tracking. And then it's like, okay, it. we gotta be really careful with the surgery here. Oh shit, we're losing the robot. Oh, it died. They pull. They pull out the. <laughs> yeah, the fuel cell, and that's the thing. And it has like this like glowing blue part in the middle. And they're like, we're losing it, and losing it just consists of the glowing part mm-hmm. stop stops glowing. The, this and uh, failed it. surgery and death happens within like maybe thirty seconds. Uh, no, I'd say it's like fifteen. They seconds. fuck up immediately. It's so fast, and it's like, you didn't even give me time to, like, invest in what's going on or anything. And then the they robots didn't... attack the base. Right. And then the scientist guy, he was like, Mitchell, you were my first android. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Oh, no. I think we've had to mention that, too. Earlier, the scientist guy said that he made a previous android that failed horribly. Right. He made a different android, and it's like, oh, but it failed. Warren Mitch was the android the entire time. Oh, shit. Does Whoa. this make any sense? Who cares? Oh, no, it doesn't, but whatever. And he's like, just doing Terminator the difference between these. you, Mitchell, and the air robots is that you can hope and dream. And Mitchell's like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm, I am robot. Oh, no. I am robot. <laughs> I am robot. 
and then Mitch was like, so so he's like, oh, okay, so I have a fuel cell, yeah. which. I, how did he make and if they've never caught one of these robots how did he manage to fa- build a robot with the same technology as the ones that had invaded and and, and then mitchell's like give me the fuel cell <laughs> he's gonna oh no but mitchell's die when he gets the fuel cell because he's gonna sacrifice himself Right. I don't know your aunt, John. I don't know how to respond. Oh to yeah, so. and and there's we forgot to mention the plans. Like if you can hack the fuel cell, you can put a code into it. Right, it's and, gonna cause um, the robots to blow up. You you put it into the central thing, and then like if you upload the code or whatever, this the virus, and it'll cause all the other robots to shut. How do down. they know this? It's it's. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Mitchell is they, also. They robot. watched Independence Day. They're like, yeah, no, we we get it. We know how this works. I don't know. I don't know, like, apparently they have Robotech, but at the same time they don't have any Robotech, because they don't know the, ro- they never fought the robots and won, apparently. Right. So I don't know. And then, ugh, it's what, what, and then they, the scientist guy wants to come along on their final suicide mission. No, the scientist guy does not want to come along, but, they have um, to bring him uh, along. Mitchell yeah, sure. makes him. They fly out to the base, and then they, they, they get, they'll get spy kids the fuck out of the film, they're flying these little, like, uh, hover oh, vehicles. Yeah, these little hover motorcycles. Yeah, yeah. Like they're they're in like a flying crate, uh, um, trying to get to the big tower. This is a spy kids scene, like though. They took the they took the spy thing. kids graphics and they stole these. They stole the spy kids oh. graphics. Oh, absolutely. Oh my god, because they're like they they turn out like oh we're not gonna like the the our plane isn't gonna make it to the big tower where we have to do our thing, and then they turn around and there's these like. CGI like hover bikes there and they're like oh let's take these nice and then they fly out of the the plane with those and it's it's remarkably bad CGI it's it's yeah it's 2000 what spike it's like 2001 or something right something like that yeah it's it's same level it looks yeah. it definitely they, they probably stole the it graphics looks, no it looks worse <laughs> because it's That's just there's no like lighting or anything Exactly. Uh, Spy Kids, at least there's like a colorful environment behind them. This, there's nothing. Ugh. So, okay. So then they get inside the tower. And again, this it's kind of the perspective of how nearby everything is is kind of weird. Because the tower is yeah, apparently you, just right next to their base, it seems. It was there the whole time. I guess. <laughs> uh,. The two girls that are now remaining, I think it's the girlfriend and the crazy girl, they get caught up mm-hmm. with some robots and they're fighting and then the girlfriend character dies, but then doesn't actually die. She's fine. Yeah. And then they finally enter the tower, which is full of the robots. And then suddenly the tower then transmorphs. Oh shit. Finally. The tower is a robot. The tower is the robot. Which I was expecting the whole time because it looked like a goddamn robot every time they cut to it. So I'm like, oh, it's going to it's gonna transmorph. There's a bunch of turrets inside the tower, which uh, none, of the, none of the people can get inside because they're humans. But Mitchell is a robot. So he can just walk Which is confusing because wouldn't those the other robots not attack him? I guess they killed those other robots. No, no, no. Okay. War- <laughs> no, all right. So if the turrets don't realize Warren Mitchell is a robot, why would the uh, why right. do the other robots also? The other robots just aren't there anymore. No, no, no. Okay. Why are the robot? Why did the robots ever attack Warren Mitchell in the first place? Oh. Because apparently it's all the same tech, right? The turrets are a different type of robot. No, maybe maybe the turrets are a different tech. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Mitchell then fights the tower because he too is a robot, of course, and he's able to fight the tower. And then, and then Mitchell then enters this where a blue chiropod, which is like it's supposed it's, to let him hack it. It's this little room that's like a little tube, basically, but it's just like a it's just a room that's like lit up all blue. And he and he, he walks goes inside, there. and the and the door closes behind. He starts him. scream moaning. Uh, uh, and he like puts his like fists on the glass. It's like, uh, and this is causes all the robots to blow up. No, not blow up. They just they just shut down. They blow up. They explode. They it would be fun if they exploded, no, but they don't. They just <laughs> and then down. and then Warren Mitchell's fine, despite the fact that there's those big robots that keep they they use that same animation of them transforming into tanks, uh-huh. like eighty times. Those just go. Meow. 
Warren Mitchell, you think is gonna about to die, but then he doesn't. He's fine, but then he actually is not fine, and then he and dies. He actually dies. He stumbles out, and he's like, uh, and he's like, uh, and then he dies. And it collapses. Suddenly, and all the robot gas. Yeah, suddenly all the robot gas disperses. Immediately, the grass immediately bends to grow back. No, the grass doesn't grow back, but the sun. No, you know. no, the grass. Remember, remember, you don't remember the scene? The grass grows back. I don't remember. Plant life comes back too. Everything's perfectly okay now. Are you sure? I remember the sunlight, but I don't remember grass. It is grass. Oh my it's god! It's not important. Okay. The, Immediately, the, what the robot gas stopped the grass like, from growing. <laughs> well, because uh, the sunlight came back or something. I don't know. But I like how like, immediately the sun comes out, like immediately, and then like, and then there's a couple shots of soldiers looking around with like blue sky behind them, and the last one you can just see like a plane flying. In yeah, the back. of course they. Humanity Not a future plane up. or anything, just just a regular plane, and there's like a jet trail yeah. across the sky and such. Humanity immediately, like you know, they hopped immediately right back in. It was about two hours later, and they immediately started like commercial airlines. Oh yeah, impressive. Jet Blue's on it. Baby. That's the end of the film, guys. That was a short That's one. That's it. Because <laughs> half this film is pretty much uh, impossible to talk about. Half of this film is nonsense dialogue about a role that they, the the makers of the film didn't even care about, and then half of this film is nonsense, impossible to follow CGI fights. Yes, we can talk about the bad dialogue, but it's impossible to talk about the. You can't follow it, so you can't talk we about can't it. We can't talk about the bad dialogue because I forgot most of the dialogue. <laughs> we gave you the highlights, at least. Uh, and then, That's all we can and do. And we finally said we crazy credits. They're back. At long last. Oh, I miss. Oh, I didn't bother following all the way to the credits. Okay, so what's this one? The events, characters, and firms depicted in this photo play are fictitious. Firms. Any similarity to actual persons, living or dead, are purely coincidental. Unless you're a 50-foot robot, only then will we freak out. What? What? What's even what? What, what do you mean to freak What's out? What's even a joke? What's even the joke? Does that imply that if the character fence characters and firms depicted were not fictitious, they would freak out? Yes. Okay. No animals are harmed in the production of the screenplay except one robot. We've already apologized. They finally apologized to one of their injured victims at the asylum. That's good. They hurt a robot. They, had one of those, they didn't those apologize to the girl stations. they killed in Snakes on a Train. True. Or that dog. Or the dog, or... Um, I think the dog or, was real. <laughs> I think that's something or, we made fun of them. I'm not sure the dog was ever armed. Or the the um, or the or ugly person. <laughs> Fucking... What, what was... Oh, God. I forgot the... the oh, jeez. Asylum is the worst, guys. <laughs> I've forgotten. Yeah, they apologize to the, the robot. Anyway, that's the film, everybody. That is the film. That's the that is Lake Scott. Scott's run at the asylum. It is over. Hey. Be Round gone with you. <laughs> Round of apologies. No, no apology. <laughs> well, apologies to the. Yeah, well, instead of the, applause, so. he goes to the audience, everyone just sort of apologizes to him. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Who hurt you? <laughs> I think we're we're at fault here. So that was Transformers. Is it better than Transformers? No. No. Transformers. Transformers yeah. has a legible plot. This is here's the thing. If you wanted to enjoy Transformers, like if you're like, oh my god, these movies are so fucking stupid. They're like, oh my god. If you want to enjoy Transformers, watch Transformers, and then you will see the beauty of Transformers. Yeah. Wow. And I'm That's talking like about the same movie. Now. I'm talking about the same movie where Bumblebee pisses on a guy <laughs> with his robo gas. You know. With his rope. Yeah. With his robo oil. Uh, um, uh yeah um like the fact that these robots transform isn't even like a thing really. a significant part of this movie like you see them change from like walking hulks into tanks 
But then it sort of begs the question, why do they even have to walk to begin with? They could just be tanks. Slate Scott constantly, constantly, constantly bitches about this film and how, um, well, at least it's, we, it's original screenplay. It's just the name that has anything to do with Transformers. It's original screenplay, guys. It's completely different it's, Transformers. It's original screenplay. It's an original that, screenplay. That's stretching the definition of the word original. But... And of course, finally, Slate Scott's also other comment is that if if he changed the name and this got released 20 years ago, this would have been a blockbuster hit. I very much doubt that. <laughs> I very much doubt that because um, it's a garbage movie that you can't follow. Yeah. Well, hey, man, don't worry, because speaking of can't follow, Asylum Follows anyway makes Transmorphers 2. Mm. We'll get back to that later. But but without Lake Scott. Yeah, Lake Scott's still happy with it, I think. He's fine with that. Of course he is. Because <laughs> after all, I mean, I don't know. It's I'm, again, I don't understand the relationship between Lake Scott and, and the asylum. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's possible to tell whether they left on good terms or if um, bad, poor terms, or or poor terms. Yeah, it's hard to tell if the asylum kicked Lake Scott out. Although the fact that Lake Scott did a ripoff of Sharknado, yeah. That has nothing, no affiliation with the asylum, suggests to me that th- they might not be in the most amicable terms. Though I don't know, it's weird, right? Because considering what the asylum is, they probably would just let Lake Scott make a film and release it. They, I mean, they obviously don't give. They a don't shit. give a shit at all. Considering they just pick like just like run of the mill writers and directors like out of a of a barrel. It's it's quantity it's purely quantity over quality they don't give a shit who's making their movies um the latest got really... for the asylum terms is almost avant-garde maybe um maybe lay scott like just like asked for too much from the, yeah. the head people at the asylum like maybe he was like like, look, I make, like, half of your movies. I should have a bigger stake in the studio, and they wouldn't give it to him or something. Who knows? Uh, any final words for, like, Scott we have now? Uh, good riddance. Good riddance. <laughs> Lake Scott. Not that, like, not that we're entering a, like a golden off, era of, right? for the asylum or anything, but, like, I've had it with this guy. Mm-hmm. It's fair. That's pretty reasonable to be tired of him. All his films yeah. are more or less the same. Way too much dialogue, but poorly written. It's bad. Uh, I guess mm-hmm. it's very obvious neither of us recommend this film, by the way. We don't recommend this film. Don't watch this film. Yeah, there's no one I would recommend this to. The first half of this film is watchable if you want like really bad dialogue. No, the first 15 seconds of this movie <laughs> are watchable, and then after that it's a, a giant slog. That CGI So they get though. you, though. That's how they get you, though. It's like you put this in. It's like, cool, I'm about to watch Transformers. And you're like, oh, this looks okay. Yeah, all right. And then you get to about 15 seconds in. You're like, wait, no. No, this doesn't seem where's, right. Opti- where, where's Optimus Prime? Oh, I've been tricked. But I can't get my refund back because I played it. Yeah, you, you well, you, you probably got this at Blockbuster Video. Oh, yeah. And uh, you rented it for a night. Speaking of which, there's a there's a robot on the cover of this that does not resemble anything in the movie. Oh, really, John? Really? It's yeah. I'm surprised they didn't do the classic snakes on a train where they just edited it in at some point, just sort of throw it in there somewhere. <laughs> like it looks, the, the poster looks way more colorful than anything in this. Movie. I don't think Transmorphers had investors. Um, yeah. Apparently, snakes no, on a train just... did, but I don't know. I, I, I feel like it, it probably did. Every movie has some degree of investment. Okay. But it probably was just like David Ramawi or, or like uh, David Michael Latt who backed this one. All right. So next week we'll discuss the conclusion. Well, of... next, well next time anyway. Well, <laughs> Look, I'm sorry. Okay, guys. It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> we do this for free. It's fun. We do this it's all, it's all good fun. Um, yeah, next week is Invasion of the Pod People. Oh. And uh, this next week will also be the true conclusion of Lake Scott because he, Invasion of the Pod People, is written by Lake Scott. Oh. So uh, next week. So we're not, yeah, we're not quite done. No one's ever yet, really gone. 
Oh, I never really got. Not even like Scott. Major the pod people. It stinks. Yeah, it, I don't. Why, does, why did they make a Vision of the Pod People movie? I don't, know. I don't know. Yeah, what was what was the what was the blockbuster that was coming out that year that that prompted this? Who knows? That'll be next week though, or whenever you know. Next time. Next time. Next time. I think that was a podcast. That was a podcast. What's that email again? Oh, of course. Yeah, if you have any uh, closing statements to make towards Lake Scott or future statements, I guess now. Uh, that would be enter the asylum podcast at gmail.com. Sounds good. Do you want to repeat that? <laughs> I think it was enter the asylum podcast at gmail.com. Thank you. Uh, I still can't believe we're done with Lake Scott, though. Well, not entirely, but for the most part, yes. Also, Transmorphous, by the way, man, we've gone deep into these movies as well. Yes. How many of these have we done? Uh, this is the 29th, I think. Oh, okay. That's actually. It feels like a lot more. We've, we've watched over our days worth of movies. That that is a lot. We oh. <laughs> put in that. You know, that's a lot. That's a lot. And talking about it, it's two days worth. Yep. It's okay. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Now it's been ten thousand years. Man has cried a billion tears for what he never knew. Now man's reign is through. But through eternal night, the twinkling of starlight, so very far away, maybe it's only yesterday. In the year 2525,